it. Second down and 10 for BYU. Four-man rush. Throwing it over the middle. It's caught. Andrew George. Touchdown, BYU. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Time to transition to the Cougar Preview Show. We do it every Wednesday from 12 to 2. Tomorrow it'll be the Ute Preview Show. And both shows will be talking about the same game. It's Utah-BYU, the rivalry week. Uh, It is back on. And joining us now on the Smart Rain guest line, the man who completed that pass to Andrew George, signifying the last time BYU won this game uh, in this rivalry back in 2009. Max Hall, kind enough to join us. Max, how are you? Hey, Coach. Hey, guys. How you doing? You like that term, coach? Is that uh, is that is that been fitting well? Do you enjoy that side of the uh, side of the uh, the field and that's that that occupation? I do. I really do, man. I've learned to really come to love it. Um, it's a lot different than playing. I get more nervous for games as a coach than I did as a player, and um, a little bit more stressed out about stuff. But uh, I love it, man. There's nothing better than being down on the field during a game. Friday night lights is pretty cool. So. Yeah, man, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the title for sure. You know, Scotty, I used to go down and watch BYU practice and watch Max and Dennis Pitta. They were the ultimate competitors, and used to watch them. Just loved watching them because they were competitors. And I got to watch Max Hall coach uh, this summer. Just kind of watch him interact with kids. And I'm telling you, Coach, you are a better coach than you ever were a player, man. It's it's fun to watch you influence <laughs> these kids. That that has to be. Uh, that has to be a, a real mark of accomplishment for you. You know, I really do like it. It, g- it gives me a way to, you know, with, with everything as a player, and if I can take all that information and knowledge and experience and give it to somebody else, um, especially kids, you know, trying to make their way, that, that's what's fun. And then seeing kids, you know, mentoring them, seeing them coming up. And then plus everything that I've been through in life, right? So I feel like I have a lot that I can give back to the game of football and give back to uh you know especially these high school kids that i coach man so it's it's big time satisfying i'm I'm doing the right thing i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing for sure how often do you stop coach detmer and remind him that you're the winningest quarterback in byu history is that <laughs> does that happen often <laughs> well probably a few times a day i just kind of need to like, come on in, let him know a little bit I said, you can throw for as many yards as you want, man. But, you know, it's that wind column, right? So It's the W, man. It's all no, about the W. Heck no, man. How can you say that to a Heisman Trophy winner, dude? You know, we, we have a blast coaching together. Yeah, we kind of talk trash and pick at each other. But at the end of the day, man, Ty is awesome. And uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun coaching with him. He's been a great addition to what we're doing down here. He's doing a great job. So let's go back and uh, hop back in the time machine back to 2009. That completion to Andrew George, you had some great games, some fun games against against uh, the University of Utah. But is that game pretty much at the top of your list of some of your favorites there at BYU? Oh, for sure. I mean, how, how does the rivalry game not be at the top of the list? I mean, obviously we had some other big wins, you know, some Pac-12 wins, Oklahoma. But there is nothing like – the BYU-Utah game. There's nothing like the week leading up to the game, how you feel the night before in the hotel, how you're feeling in the locker room before the game, running out, warm-ups. It is just a completely different environment and different feel than any other football game that I've ever played in. It's it's electric. And, um, you know, that's why they talk about every team going into this game, hey, 
if we can manage the turnovers and the penalties and keep our emotions in check, that gives us a better chance to win the game because emotions are running high. Um, it's it's The rivalry is, is personal, I think, to a lot of people. It was personal to me when I was playing, for sure. So you get kind of that you know, that meanness into the rivalry, but it is awesome. It is awesome. There's nothing like it. It's one of the best rivalries in college football, in my opinion. So in that play, you hit Andrew George. At, at some point, did Dennis Pitta come to you and say, hey, I'm on the field too. Like, can you, can, yeah. or, or was Utah just dialing up Dennis all game? No, he, he definitely, he didn't even join the dog pile. He just complained, walked into the locker room, <laughs> threw his helmet off. He was pissed. <laughs> no i'm i'm joking no dennis isn't like that at all you know that was you know having andrew there with dennis i think made dennis it gave him more opportunities because who are you going to key on right okay we're going to start keying on dennis that leaves andrew one-on-one or it leaves mckay jacobson one-on-one or you know whoever else so no he was not like that at all having those two tight ends that tandem my senior year was made my life a lot easier because we always had mismatches and I had two guys who could make plays. So um, it just happened to be Andrew's number that was called for that play. And man, did he take advantage of it? So, Hey, I just got a text from Harvey Younger. He said, please remind Max I had 120 yards in that game. So no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Harvey didn't really text me, but Harvey Younger was something, wasn't he on that team? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Harvey, Harvey's the man. I mean, he, Harvey, we have, I am still very close with Harvey. Uh, I consider him a close friend, and we had a lot of fun playing together. But you look at some of the plays he had in those games. I mean, you go back to the game our sophomore year, 2007, where he had that run to win the game into the end zone after the fourth and 18 play. Um, You look at some of the runs and some of the things he did in the game our senior year. He's just He's a beast, and he's a guy who stepped up in big-time games when we needed him to. And um, Mal was lucky playing with him, too. I had hands. I, was, I, I wasn't that good. I just had a lot of really oh, good geez. dudes around me. It made me look pretty good, so Max. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, nobody's believing that, man. One of the most competitive quarterbacks I've ever watched play the game. Scotty, you know that. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And that's what made, you, made it so much fun to watch you because, you know, you talk about keeping emotions in check and – and the emotions that you had out on the field and the competitive drive. And, and uh, I mean, you're up big in that game. You got a two-touchdown lead going into the fourth quarter, and Utah rallies, they tie it up, and then they take the lead late. Uh, or, you know, then they take the lead into overtime, and you've got to score a touchdown to win that game. And, and, and the emotions, you know, during the game and watching the wild swings of momentum in that game, Jeez. I mean, people forget <laughs> just how crazy. I mean, they think about the last play, but that game overall was just intense and crazy. It was intense. The anxiety was high all game long. A two-touchdown lead didn't matter, obviously. They came right back, scored. We go to overtime. They kick a field goal, and I'm going, holy crap. We were just up two touchdowns. Now we're down three, and this is it in (laughs) overtime, right? This is here we go. But you know what's funny about it is I remember taking a moment, you know, and and trying to soak in the situation and, and where I was at. And I remember just kind of smiling to myself and being like, this is awesome. This is what I have a I have a fantastic opportunity in front of me right here. Whether we win or we don't, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to soak this in. Okay, smile to myself and be like, man, all the all the hard work and preparation comes down to moments like these. So why be nervous? Just go out, know that you've been prepared. Go out and execute and have fun. 
and um, trust your guys that they'll make some plays, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, But it, it's a game and a moment that I will always remember for sure. Well, and those are those are the moments you grow up in the backyard playing with your family and your buddies recreating for those kind of moments. And when you get in those moments, and this is probably, you know, the message you probably tell your kids too, like you've been preparing for this your whole life when you're seven years old, you know, throwing, throwing it around and pretending it's the last minute, no time on the clock, touchdown to win the game. That's what people live for. And to be able to live through that, I got to imagine it's just incredible. Oh, I felt so blessed uh, for – the way things turned out for me in that game. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a great game statistically in that game. I typically never did in the Utah games have great games statistically, but um, in the two games that we won, we were able to find ways to make plays to win the game. And yeah, I absolutely was that kid out in the front yard, you know, fourth down or whatever, no time on the clock or it's overtime and I got to throw a touchdown pass. So to have an opportunity to actually live that moment and have success in that moment, that's why it's so special to me, and I'll never forget it. It's just once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I had to live in the shadow of Hall of Famer and Pro Bowler Merlin Olson. You had to live in the shadow of amazing Dallas Cowboy legend Danny White as an uncle. <laughs> did, did what was growing up? Was he a mentor to you? Did you did you used to want to be like him? Uh, was he an inspiration? Like, what, what was his influence in your life? Because my story with Merlin is probably a lot different than yours. <laughs> um, yeah, so Uncle Danny and I had a great relationship, man. I mean, when you have an Uncle Danny White who had the success he had, I always kind of wanted to be around him and, and talk to him. And, and he was he was great to me as a kid. You know, I remember I first telling him that I wanted to play quarterback and being out um, and in my grandpa's backyard, and he's teaching me how to throw a football to him calling me or talking to me about high school games or even just coming to my high school games, coming to BYU games to support me, um, man, I just he, – he, he was always there and, and willing to do whatever he could for me. So I looked up to him a lot, obviously, because of the type of guy he is and what he accomplished. And having someone like that um, kind of look to, I, I think, helped me out a lot. So I, I had a good experience with mine. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say right now, though. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I just my uncle taught me the head slap without a helmet, and <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was he was great. Merlin was was so great, but he, he was so busy, um, you know, just yeah. busy with. Uh, he he was Mister Hollywood, and and so we didn't we didn't have a lot of time to exchange a, a, a ton of pleasantries. But the time we got together, he was obviously having uncles like that. It's it makes it hard to live up to him. It's very difficult yeah. to live up to them, but at the same time, their influence kind of drives us, and I think you probably had the same experience, kind of drives us to want to be like them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit it right on. I, I just I remember growing up, and even even still when I first got to BYU, it was you know Max Hall, nephew of Danny White. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, that, that never bugged me. I always, I always kind of was proud of that and kind of wanted to make him and, and, and my parents and the rest of my family all proud for – you know, representing them. So I, I, it was always a good thing for me. Do you, I mean, I, I know you were Mr. Preparation. You're always working hard to prepare for a game, but did you spend a little extra time in the film room? Did you spend a little extra time in practice on a, on, on before a, before the Utah game? Was there just a little extra you tried to put in for a game like that? <laughs> yes, but that started about two days after the loss of junior year. 
is when it started. I can't say how many times I watched the game. Uh, I ended up watching wow. their whole season. Um, very rarely did a day, a week, or maybe even a day go by where I wasn't even either thinking about it or watching film or preparing or already coming up with ideas. So by the time the game week got there, there was already a lot of preparation in my mind leading into that game of how I could have played better or what we could have done better offensively. And I remember meeting with coaches and doing all that. So, and again, it wasn't the greatest game statistically, but we figured out a way to get it done and pull it off my senior year. But yeah, after what happened to me, my junior year, I was on a mission, man, for sure. So coach, if I'd have told you um, after that game, if I'd have told you 2021, this will be the last win that BYU will have coming into the 2021 season. Would you have even believed it? I would not have, no. Absolutely not. Um, not for that long of a period of time. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure the years leading up to me and then my years, it was always pretty much a battle. It wasn't too one-sided during that period of time. I think in kind of the 90s, early 2000s, it was back and mm-hmm. forth a lot. And wow. I just never thought that one team would get to the point to where they're going to dominate the game for a decade. I mean, I know it's been 12 years, but it's nine games, right? Yeah. Am I correct on that? Yep. Nine yep. games that, that, that we've lost. So um, I would never have guessed it. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me that we're even here. Um, however, I, I'm – I'm hearing good things, and, and I, I like our where we're at going into this game, and maybe this is the year where we can turn it around. I'm sorry. I've got to ask you this, and I know that uh, I'm sure you've been asked this by a bunch of people, but walking into that postgame press conference, were you pretty much bound and determined to say what you, what you, what you needed to get off your chest? <laughs> I was like a bull seeing red. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I, there was nothing else going on. Charged up. Um, I had I had so much emotion going through me, the year leading up to the game, the week, the day, um, and then all the emotion of what happened after the win and the and rushing the field and everything that happened there. And I think it all just spilled out finally, um, a, a year later. And you know I had kept in some of that, whatever you want to call it, hate or frustration or just whatever for a year and um that's when i told you earlier when i said it was personal that game was personal to me that was more than a football game that was something bigger and so um yeah i definitely was still seeing red going into that press conference and i think i remember even apologizing to duff as i was walking in there i just said hey duff i apologize in advance and he, oh, he that was tried, the other thing oh, i was going to ask that's legendary See, I, I, I thought that was like an urban legend i didn't know that yet yeah, actually happened i'd heard that somewhere that you had said you had given duff a heads up that it was going to get real but i didn't know if yeah. that was going to be my next question if that actually happened that yeah i did say that i didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth to be honest with you um i just know i was still fired up and that's what ended up coming out so um part of it i misspoke you know i I think the biggest thing is when i called out the whole university that was wrong for me to say that was absolutely wrong um but it was directed mainly towards mainly towards the fans if i'm being honest and and what had happened to me and my family the previous year so it all came out man and um emotions of, of leading up to it the emotions of winning the game and um, so I tell people all the time, though, those comments have kept me uh, 
almost in legendary status because no one would forget those same comments. <laughs> And then guys like you, every Utah week comes around, I'm getting phone calls like crazy. So it keeps me, I guess, uh, it keeps me somewhat important around the BYU community, so I'll take it. <laughs> there's, there's no question it does, Coach. But obviously, you know, things have gone so well for you. We're so happy that you are where you are, coaching with Coach Detmer and, and having a blast and doing your thing. Uh, before we let you go, is, is Jaron Hall – does he have it? I mean, does he have that it factor? Because, you know, that that edge you played with, that's the edge. And, and you and I have that one thing in common. You know, we both won that game our senior year. That was mm-hmm. – that meant everything to me. I had that same grind and drive, and, and so did Brandon yeah. Doman, our quarterback that won it for us my senior yep. year. Um, there's a different edge. There's a different level that you have to take into this rivalry game, specifically as the quarterback that's leading it. Do you think that Jaron Hall has any of that? I hope so. And from what, what I, from being around him, what I've seen and what I've heard some of the coaches and, and players say, I think he does. Um, he needs to bring that to the table this week, though. He needs to make it somewhat personal and take some pride in his preparation not only for himself, but for his team. Are they mentally and emotionally going to be ready for this game, not just X's and O's? Can they control those emotions and then play with passion like it's like it's all or nothing sort of a deal, right? And I hear he's that type of a guy. He's a competitor. He probably doesn't show it as much as maybe you or I did, um, but I know he's got it in there. So the question is, can he use that to his advantage and perform Saturday? And uh, at least he's got his last name going for him. So because of that, I'm going to for sure say, yeah, this dude's got it, man. He's going to get it done. Hey, you know, just, you know, from your perspective as a player and now as a coach, is that stuff, are you born with that? Or you can you, can you develop that as a player? That's a great question. And That's both sides question. of that get debated. They get debated a lot. And a lot of people will tell you, look, man, that's something that you either have or you don't. Um but I, I also think that it's something that you could have, but it needs to be coached into you on how to do it. You know, uh, a perfect example is, you know, a lot of people, they don't want their quarterbacks playing pissed off or with a lot of emotion. I had to play like that. I had to play with a lot of emotion and with kind of a chip on my shoulder, and I played better. Some quarterbacks will play better, smoother, under control. So, I mean, it, it, it all just depends but I think if you've gotten to yourself that far to where you're a starting quarterback for a school like BYU, that means you got it. And it means that you, you, you have in the arsenal to use, and that's why you're leading the team going into this game on Saturday. Well, we certainly appreciate it, Max. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us. And uh, look forward to catching up with you again here soon. This has been a fun conversation. Absolutely, you guys. I guess we'll see you next year then for you. Hey. Next year, so. <laughs> hey, hey, proud no. of you, Coach. Uh, really proud of you, Coach. And and keep up your season out there. Uh, let Coach Detmer know that uh, he didn't get a call from us to come on the show, so you, you must have a slight advantage here. <laughs> okay, I'll tell him hi, Hans, for sure. I'll right. tell him hi for you. But, hey, you guys are great. I'd love to be on anytime you want me, but thanks for having me. And, um Go Cougs. There you go. Max Hall, fun conversation right here on the Zone Sports Network.